The sun sets on another cool summer afternoon in the forests north of the Elder Mountains. The further that you travel along the northern road, the cooler and milder the climate becomes. Most of the northern road follows alongside the foot of the Elder Mountains, passing through Foothill Village and more settlements along the way. Many people make a living in this region by farming and also hunting and gathering. But if you follow that road north, even beyond the farthest reaches of the Elder Mountains, the path cuts into forest. Here, travelers encounter the first evergreen trees spilling down from the Glimmerdale Forest from the northern realm of Dimmerhold. This forest is not covered in the ice and snow that is characteristic of the Glimmerdale Forest. Instead, it's a sort of border where the central parts of Manumi and the northern icy reaches of the home of the dwarves meet. This road heads north and west toward one final city before heading into that icy landscape, the city of Nordentown. It's on the road to Nordentown here on this cool summer day as the sun is setting behind the mountain peaks where our story continues. The crickets are chirping, a cool breeze is blowing through the serene forest along the road. The small creatures of the forest skitter across the path. Crickets chirp as the sun goes farther down and the light gets dimmer. All things considered, it is a calm and beautiful summer evening. But as we look on this northern road and listen, we begin to hear the sound of the clip-clop of horses' hooves and the tussle and bustle of a cart along the road. Coming around a bend just up the way is a small traveling party. There's a cart rolling along the path through the forest. Driving the cart is a very short figure dressed in heavy armor, armed to the teeth. In the back is another small figure, very short, her face hidden by her cloak which is pulled up over her head. Trotting alongside the cart is a pony. On its back sits a stocky figure with a long beard and a great two-headed axe strapped to his back. They're led by someone on horseback, tall and slender, with black robes, his orangish-red skin gleaming in the light of the setting sun. And from his lips you see lit the burning embers of a cigar. As this group of travelers makes their way along the path, at first everything seems quite normal. They're trotting along silently, enjoying the warmth of this comfortable summer night. But as the sun is setting just enough that it begins to get a bit harder to see, something stirs in the darkness. You hear as the sound of something running quickly through the forest alongside the path begins to startle the horses of this traveling party. And then a stranger sound, that of Wings beating, large leathery wings beating in the darkness. And then a shriek. With a yell, they spur their horses onward, rushing through the night with an unseen threat quickly in pursuit. Now, bounding through the darkness, the tall figure in the front calls out to his followers. If any of you idiots have a bow, you should use it. Uh, uh, Jelly, I think he's talking to you. Jill, get your bow out. Okay. 
I get the bow out. <laughs> okay. Uh, as he's yelling that out, and Jill, you uh, turn and grab your bow, getting ready to wield it, you hear another shrieking cry come from above you. And it's dark. Uh, it's not raining or anything like that. It's a little windy, but nothing crazy. But Bill and Jill on the cart, you two are going to have some trouble seeing in terms of like anything in the distance because of the darkness. Phil, you can still see okay. All right, so let's just go ahead and begin with some initiatives right now. Go ahead, roll me some initiatives. First roll of season three. First roll, season three, that's an eight plus three. Woo. I got a 20 non-natural. Oh, I got 11. I got a whopping 13 on the roll itself. Uh, Scrubs, I got a 6 total. (laughs) Okay, so this is a skills challenge. So you all are free to attack, but it is a skills challenge. So you're also free to use your skills to try and speed up, slow down. You guys are trying to get away. That is your objective. All right, so Jill... You immediately, at Saul's instructions, go to looking for your bow, right? You pull out your short bow. You're reaching for an arrow. You're knocking it, and you're looking up, but it is very hard to see. There's still just enough light in the clouds that you can see shapes, but with the trees sort of leaning over into the pathway where you guys are riding, it's just tough. You know what I mean? It's tough for you to see. So as you're doing so, just looking for a target, something comes barreling off to your right out of the forest next to you and it's still dark it's still hard to see but you see a great cloaked figure it's cloaked flapping in the wind on top of some kind of a steed you don't know what it is but the way it's sort of bounding and moving it is definitely not a horse and you hear the twang of a bow jill's bow Whose bow? She hears the twang of a bow. Uh, Jill, you hear the twang of a bow, and then you feel the as an arrow goes buzzing right past your face. Oh, no. You turn in that direction, and you can see this figure. You can't see it well. like You can't tell what it is or who it is or whatever, but you can definitely see it well enough to shoot it with an arrow. So if you want to do that, you can give it a shot now. So something in the air shrieked? And they're shooting arrows at us? No, the thing that shot an arrow at you was the thing that came running up from the side. Oh, okay. I was like, do we, like, have folks on dragons right now? Lizard bats flying in the sky? <laughs> lizard bats with bows. Yeah, back to lizard bats. No! You rolled an 18. That's an 18 on the dice. Okay, and your attack modifier is what? It's probably like a plus 8 or something. Uh, let me see. Short bow. Yeah, plus 8. So, there you go. That is definitely a hit. So... Uh, roll me your damage. It's not sneak attack or anything like that. It's just a straight 1d6 plus 5. It's a 5. Good job. So 5 plus 5. Mm. Sweet. Row get up. <laughs> See, that's how you That's how you row. <laughs> <laughs> you get a really good shot behind that arrow. And like I said, you couldn't really discern it, so you couldn't make a precision shot. But you hear the thud as the arrow strikes something in the flesh, and then it backs up away from you. Now it is your turn, Saul. Saul's going to slow his horse just a bit. Okay. Probably to get next to the cart or... Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we're still moving. The thing that dashed up side the cart, can you see it? Is it like a stationary archer or is it like someone riding along with us? You can see it when you look back and see Jill firing. You see this thing. Uh, it's, a, it's a figure. You can't make out his features because he's wearing a big, dark cloak and it's flapping in the wind, so you don't see his face or anything like that. It is riding a steed. It is not a horse. 
quick glance, it almost looks like some sort of a, like a big lizard. Ooh, John Varig, huh? Saul's gonna check his horse, drop back a little bit, mm -hmm. draw that fine rapier, the one with the paler marked uh, hilt. Mm -hmm. He's gonna try to give a quick poke over his shoulder at the person shooting arrows. Okay, so you're gonna try and drop back and take a stab at this thing. Yes. Okay, go ahead and roll it for me. That's not great. It's an 11 on the dice. So an 11 plus 6 is a 17. Okay, so that is actually not going to do it. The reason being is his AC is boosted right now. Basically, I just treated it like partial cover because he's moving away from you on a horse and you guys are moving in the right direction. He's cutting into the trees right as you're swinging back to stab at him. So you, you're close, but you're not able to really get an attack right as you drop back to swing at him. This thing springs to the left and back into the cover of trees. That's terrifying. Bill, get, get those horses up. At worst case, we can stab Phil's pony and, and leave him. We, we, what? We can't leave Peanut. Just, just go. Go faster. I'm, I am quickly trying. All right, Paul, so what I'm going to do, mm -hmm. I'm going to use one of my channel divinity options. Okay. Called Abjure Enemy. As an action, you can choose one creature within 60 feet of you that you can see to make a wisdom saving throw. Fiends and undead have disadvantage on the saving throw. On failure, the creature is frightened and its speed is reduced to zero for one minute or until it takes any damage. On success, the creature's speed is halved for one minute or until the creature takes any damage. I would like to aim for the steed of the man that is riding on it. Okay. That is awesome. I'm going to say that you can. So he needs to roll a saving throw? Yes, a wisdom saving throw. Okay. You see, just kind of, I'm holding these reins and I'm pushing these horses as fast as possible. Yep. And all of a sudden you just see my golden necklace on my chest plate glow with a bright yellow. And I say, Paylor, help us. You feel your holy energy go out from you, but there's no visible reaction from this creature. And it, it seems to be continuing forward alongside you all in the forest. Wow. Because it rolled in 18. I said, make the horses go faster. But even on a, on a failed save, it's reduced. Like, it's it's halved. Oh, okay, 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 my bad. On No, that's I was just making sure you knew. Okay, so you feel your magic go out, and it doesn't stop the creature, but you do see it start to slow down a little bit, so it seems to be resisting your magics to a point. All right. And I am continuing on these reins. Just barreling forward. Go ahead yes. and make me like an animal handling check real quick, Bill. Okay. Actually, i got to check to see what my animal handling is. It's a negative two. Oh, ain't that wonderful. <laughs> Who let this guy drive? Doesn't matter. It's a 17. Total, or that's on the die? That's uh, because I rolled a 19. Okay, sweet. All right, so yeah, that's fine. All you're doing is just making sure that you're able to actually drive horses a little bit in the dark. Because <laughs> it is going to get more and more difficult. Uh, Phil. Okay, so having having Saul Saul mm -hmm. go and try to jab the steed, uh -huh. I'm like, wow, that's a good idea. Let's see if I can do it a little better. Okay. So I want to take one of my javelins uh -huh. and try to launch it at the steed. Okay. Mm, that's a 13 total. 
that's not going to do it. Mm, yeah. Your javelin disappears into the forest, but you don't hear any resounding shriek or anything. With that, though, you do start to hear shrieks. You're either hearing an echo, or there's at least two things up above you guys flying overhead of you, shrieking down at you. Oh, boy. You also hear the rustling of forest as something comes barreling out the right side where you are, and it is headed right towards you. And let's see. Oh, my goodness. I better stop rolling so well, guys. I need to stop rolling so well. We're going to die in the first scene. Yes, you better. Uh, I've not rolled under a 15 yet. Uh, that's a 19 on the dice right there. So something comes just just coiling out of the forest beside you, and you don't really get a chance to see what it is or what's happening uh, because what happens is you feel the thud of an axe bury into the neck of your pony. Gosh! And when you do, your pony just buckles, and I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. We're doing great, guys. We're doing great. <laughs> that's a pretty good roll. Um, it's a 16 on the dice, so that's 19. Okay, so a 19 is pretty good. You are able to catch yourself because, you, like I said, you heard that thud, and you, you almost recognize what's happening before it does. You're gonna you're gonna feel this, but I'm not gonna make you take any actual in-game damage, other than just some scratches and and such. In fact, if you want to, I'll tell you what, I'll say that from that deck saving throw, you can actually like launch yourself over onto the side of the cart. Okay, awesome. So Great. you you feel your pony start to cave, and as you do, you just leap off of it and grab with one arm the side of the cart, and you're just bouncing along, holding on to the side of the cart. Now, you don't, like, land in it on your feet or anything, but you are on the cart and not hurt, and you're still moving forward. The same cannot be said for your poor pony. I would like to say a little prayer for the pony. Okay. Jill, I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. That's a 24. Okay. You say uh, you hear the sound of wings beating the air and a shriek descending onto you. And like I said, it's hard for you to see, but you can see a shape as you turn up and look as something is sweeping down at you and you see these arms like reach for you and try to grab you. And you just duck and roll out of the way easily on the back of the cart. Okay. What was that? Would you like to make a reactionary attack on that thing? is I want to roll and pull back an arrow on my bow and okay. try to shoot at it. All right, that's fine. I'd say that you probably already had another arrow knocked ready to go. Kill it to death and don't forget to take the ears. <laughs> oh, jeez. That is a 25 altogether. Oh, sweet Lord. Nice. God. At least someone on our team can roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll me a 1d6. Okay, mm, that is a, a 1. one. Uh, plus 5 though, right? So one plus five is a six. So you release an arrow up into it, but it makes sense. You know, you are on your back, so you're not able to get a good long draw on the bowstring, but you do stick it a little, and it flutters back up. Uh, at this time, you all notice as two more of the riders just fall in behind you, and so there are now four of them on the ground. There's one on the right, the one that just killed your pony, there's one on the left that is hopping through the forest on its crazy lizard steed. There are two of them flying down above you, and now there are two more that have dropped behind you. This is a well-organized attack. They seem to be moving with precision, uh, and it is your turn, Saul. If only Brackle was here to say, 
It seems they're moving with precision. <laughs> thank God. Just thank God that I didn't have to hear it this time. All right, go ahead. Saul, seeing how dire the situation is, and that old filio. Phil is now hanging onto the side of the cart. Like, he's he's on the cart. He's having trouble. <laughs> he's not, you know, he, he sort of stuck the landing. There is a dwarf hanging onto the side of the cart. That's all I'm going to say. Saul's going to drop back to behind the cart. Okay. And... He's going to lift the rapier above his head. He's just going to let something between rage and something else flow through his mind. All right. He's going to have his rapier erupt in flames and try to intimidate the creatures around them. Okay. Go ahead and roll me your intimidation check. It's a 14 plus 6, so that's a dirty 20. Okay. Uh, let's see. So... I'm going to say you can't really intimidate all of not try to intimidate all of them. Okay, so who are you aiming for, specifically? The ones flying or some of the ones riding? I was hoping to get the ones flying and the ones behind us, but I guess... I'll tell you what, uh, the, I'll let the two behind you and the one that, that swooped down and tried to grab Jill. I'll let you go for those two, okay? So those two groups are going to make a roll. That sounds awesome. As you raise this thing into the sky above you, it seems as if the ones behind you start to slow down just a little bit. You know, they're sort of stuttering back, giving you some room, uh, looking like they're ready to maybe get out of the way. And the one above you, you see it take off into the sky higher up above. Nice. So you seem to have cowed those back a little bit. All right, Bill, it is your turn. Yes, it is. Jelly, quickly. I reach over and I grab her bow and I'm going to cast a spell called... Magic weapon. Okay. Okay. On her bow. That's cool. Okay. Okay. I like it. With this, you shall slay the evil. (laughs) Quickly fire your arrows. Fire your arrows. Okay, so basically what that means, Jill, is for the next hour, whenever you shoot that bow, it does one extra damage, and you add an extra one to your roll. So it's a plus nine to hit and plus six damage. That's nice. Yes, it is. It's going to be amazing. She can actually kill stuff in our party. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I love it. Phil. I am absolutely pointless. <laughs> I guess I should start by trying to get on the cart. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll just, it's fine. You can pull yourself up on the cart. You don't have to make a roll for that. You're just using your you know, ability to move as a, as a person. So you're on the cart. You pull yourself up onto the cart. Then what do you do? Are there still things flying above the cart? Yes. Or, okay. I want to scream at one. <laughs> Why don't you come closer? And then I'm going to throw my javelin at it. Okay, roll it. Uh, that's an 18 plus 7, 25. Okay. okay. Get it. Get it. That's a hit. Roll me some damage. When y'all hit, you hit hard. That's <laughs> what Yeah. Uh, except for that one. That okay. is 1 plus 4. Okay, so 5 damage. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's okay. Disappointing. Okay, okay, okay. There goes that javelin. We got another... So as you throw your javelin up and you hear the thunk of it striking flesh and another shriek, Bill, you spot up ahead the glow of light. Guys, we've got the glow of light. I don't know what that is. It's the city of Nord. I'm making a break for it. Follow me, Saul. What did you call me, peasant? I called you Saul. <laughs> Over the trample of horses and cart flying through the darkness, you hear Saul say, It's Satsaurus, you fool. Wouldn't you rather me call you Saul instead of saying... 
<laughs> Salt egg for <laughs> head. Bill. Oh my gosh. Bill, I need an animal handling check. Yeah. All right. Bill is going to roll an animal handling check. Oh, it's a 15. It's a 17 on the dice, and then minus two. You're able to, you're still reining in the horses, everything's fine. You are pushing them forward, and you actually manage to just get some, you know, yeah, behind them. And you guys are riding forward, riding forward hard, driving forward. And what you're seeing now is you're coming up on these basically large lamps, large lanterns that line the road. As you turn a corner and the forest breaks, and you can see up ahead of you the glowing light of a city. You're still, you know, 100 feet away, 100 yards away, or what have you. It's kind of hard to see in this light, but you can all now hear in your ears the sound of a river. You know how it sounds when you get close to a river or a creek flowing. You can hear that uh, that telltale noise of flowing water, and you can see the city up above. And you all know that Nordentown is built alongside a river that runs into the sea that uh, flows down from the Glimmerdale Forest. And it basically serves as a moat for the city. And there is one large gate that leads right in from the road. And you guys are heading toward it, but you can see from the glow of all of these torches and all these lamps along the road heading up to it that the drawbridge is up, the gate to the walls of the city is shut. The way is shut. Yes. Well, that's not good. You also notice that now, busting out of the forest beside you, as you guys break free of the cover of the trees, are those two figures on these large reptilian steeds. They're cloaked, and it's kind of hard to get a really good look at them still, but they are bounding up beside you all. And the two that were in the back that were sort of cowed by Saul are still keeping a little bit of their distance, but they're keeping in pace with you guys. And at this time, the two on each side, they start to close in. And the one on the right, the one that killed your pony, Phil, Mm. he lets out like a, and his steed just leaps toward the cart. Oh, And, uh, and we kill him. We kill him dead. His big lizard thing just brings a claw down across the neck of one of your two horses. Wonderful. It doesn't fall dead or anything. It just starts jerking back and forth and trying to break free of its reins. And the cart is sort of teetering and tottering, almost as if it's about to lose control, possibly even capsize. Give me one animal handling check, Red. Can I say a prayer real quick? Okay. Or please, out of all this time that I've served you well, please yes. bless this role. Yes, give us a net one, please. No, it wasn't. What is it? No, what it's is a net 20. Hey! <laughs> okay, you are able to keep the horse from losing it, you know, from breaking free. You jerk on the reins and pull it in and you keep the cart going forward. However, you are all heading right toward an open river, and the road is going to go right into it. So what do you do? Are we broke down on initiative already? Is there anyone up on the wall? Can we see anybody up on the wall at all? Yeah, I was about to say. As you're approaching it right now, you you can't see from this distance exactly. I mean, you would assume there probably is someone, but you guys aren't really close enough just yet. So are you? what is your plan? Are you going to try and stop? What are you doing? You're going to try and yell out, try to get someone's attention? Is that what you want to do? If Yeah, yeah. I want to do a scream yeah. check. 
She's going to start screaming. Please help us. Yeah, I was going to thaumaturgy, you know, if I could boom my voice, I would boom my voice, or... Okay. I was going to Gandalf it. (laughs) Open the gates! (laughs) Okay. Uh, Jill, it is... We'll stick in the initiative for this moment. Jill, it's your turn. What do you want to do? I'm going to yell out and try to convince them. Okay, you're screaming out. All right, excellent. Uh, Saul, what are you trying to do? Thaumaturgy. Okay, so Saul, why don't you uh, use your thaumaturgy, and why don't both of you give me a... Just give me a d20 roll. Uh, We'll call it performance. Okay. You go ahead and give me one too, Jill. I got a whopping 12. Oh, boy. It's a natural one. So Jill is trying to scream out, but her throat is just closing in. I don't know if it's the weather up here, you know, the allergies getting to her, or if it is the... You know, the maybe the fear of what's going on. Maybe it's the first time she's recording an episode. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that. It could be that. It is a natural one. So, unfortunately, you are not able to do so. Hmm. Uh, and you guys are now, you're in closing distance. You're going to have to pull in the reins or else run into the river. Well, I turn and fight. Well, yes. But are you going to, what's, what's your goal here? What's your plan? Saul's is to turn and fight, hopefully kill two lizard steeds and and make enough noise and violence that someone opens the gate. Okay, so you turn, uh, you stay on your horse? Um, Are you gonna like try and circle around and charge toward them? Like what's your, we're not doing it yet, I'm just asking what your plan is. I think that would make more sense. Saul would take the tactical move. Okay. He'd probably go off to the left whenever he made it to the water and try to circle back. Okay, so you're, you're starting to circle back. You're not gonna be able to do that in this cart. Yeah, I kind of figured. So you just pull in the reins? Yep, I'm going to have to do that. Jill, what are you and Phil doing? I want to try to shoot at that one that just called. Okay, so the one that's over, it would be on your left now, right? So if you're facing the back, the one on your left is the one that that clawed the horse up here that's probably still bleeding out. The one on the right is the one that's been in the forest the whole time. Uh, It's the one that you shot early on. And uh, then there's the ones in the in the air, and there's two that are still coming up from the rear. Okay, so you pull in sharp with the cart. What are you doing, Phil? So that uh, lizard is still right beside the cart? No. Oh, okay, dang. No, he's a little distance back. Um, well, I guess I'm going to just get ready to jump off once they stop it. Okay, they have the things, the people that are chasing you all have slowed down. And they are starting to, they spread out just a little bit, the four riders, to enclose you in. The two that were directly behind you have spread to the left and the right, and the ones that were on your left and that were on your right are now cutting in and starting to move toward the center. Okay, so Jill, you have your bow drawn. You are trying to take a beat on the one that attacked the horse, right? Yeah. Saul, you are swooping your horse around and facing in the other direction. And as you do, you see that they have stopped. They've stopped. Mm-hmm. They've come up behind you, and they've stopped, and they're facing in your direction. They're not charging you or moving forward. Jill has an arrow drawn, pointing at one of them. Uh, Phil is getting his weapon ready and about to hop down off the back. And Bill is, you know, you know, he, he's putting the emergency brakes on, you know, checking the tires, making sure everything's ready. <laughs> yeah, that's the right uh, idea. <laughs> You, you know, never just, gave me the chance. <laughs> no, you just said, oh, you're going to stop. It's going to take you a yeah. second to get these horses stopped so they don't take off running or run into the river. So you're doing that, right? Yes. If they stop, can I see, are they like leveling arrows at us? Nope. 
You see that one of them is holding in his weapon some sort of a large axe, some sort of a wicked-looking curved axe that, that you know is the same one that killed Phil's pony earlier. The other isn't holding a weapon in his hands. He just has a hand. Pony murderer. <laughs> murderer. Murder. He has uh, his hands on the reins of his big lizard. And, in fact, as you are swooping around, you see that the one on your right now, as you're facing back toward them, that one has swung his leg off of his steed and is uh, standing on the ground next to it. Um, Saul's not going to attack. He's going to bring his horse back up between those two and the cart. Okay. Jill, I'm assuming you still have an arrow drawn pointing it at that guy? Yes, I do. I'm not going to shoot it. That's good. Who dares attack a prince of hell? And he's just going to glare in that direction, hoping for a response, I guess. You hear a response come out of the one holding the big axe. Uh, it's it's some language you don't understand. It's like a, like a rough and tough, grunty, grumbly kind of language. None of you understand it. And he seems to be speaking to the other one. The one that is now off, standing on his feet, and he is starting to walk in your direction. Not fast, not particularly slow, just sort of non-threateningly at the moment. Oh, man. Hmm. And I didn't understand what he said. No, he did not. It was not infernal or common. Hmm. Hmm. The one that is walking towards you, he stops just, I don't know, probably five, ten feet in front of his steed that he stepped off of. There's probably a good solid 20 feet between the two of you. Maybe more distances, you know. Maybe 30 feet. We'll call it 30 feet. He stops and he pauses, and uh, you hear him speak. His voice is kind of scratchy and, and a little bit thick and hard to understand. Who is Prince of Hell? I am Satsaurus of the Nine Hells, and if you come any closer, I will have your ears. We want your horses. <laughs> now. There's, what, two horses left? There's, yeah, two. One of them's bleeding out. It's bleeding, but it's still and alive. And you killed my pony, so there's... Are you sure you want the that. injured one? I want our horses. Why would you want horses when you decided to kill one of them? Are you? What are you doing, uh, Bill? Have you descended from... I've descended, and I have my almost full body shield out in front of me. Okay. And I've got my trident mm-hmm. pulled right over my shield in p- attacking position. Okay. And I'm kind of standing in front of Saul and all of them, almost as, you know, just trying to keep distance between them and the other peeps. So now that you are on horseback, you know, 30 feet away from this thing looking down, it's still got a cloak on. Uh, It's down past its face and flowing back from it a little bit in the breeze. But you can still see it pretty well. This cloak is... It's like a black robe, and it seems almost to like shift and shimmer in the darkness. Something about it, I don't know, something about it seems a little familiar. But you don't immediately place it. I don't like it. It's tall, and you can't see really clear facial features just because of where the cloak is pulled down. Mm -hmm. You can see under the cover of the hood some of his skin around his neck and his chin coming through. And it's a dark, dark green, like almost black. And hanging on its waist is a long, unusually long sword pointing back 
perpendicular, with a slight curve, almost like a katana. Really? You can see two eyes almost glow in the firelight under his hood. One is black, and one is dark green. That's cool. Saul kills him. You want my horses? Why didn't you say so? I would have sold them to you, you fool. The other one, the one that's still on its lizard steed or whatever, his steed, like, bristles up and lets out a little growl sort of sound, and uh, he calls out to him again in that deep guttural language. As he does, his hood blows back, and you can you get a pretty good look at this one. Uh, he is wearing a similar sort of cloak that has that shimmery quality to it. Okay. He's shorter, you can tell, but thicker and stockier than the other one. And uh, he's not wearing, like, clothes, you know, thin clothes or anything like that. He's wearing thick metallic armor. It's of a dark red hue. His skin is also of a dark red blackish hue. Oh, yummy. And he's got in his hands a big double-bladed axe, and he looks almost draconic. That's awesome. Mm. Like a lizard, sort of. Maybe born of dragons? What in the nine hells are you? You're no tiefling. Where's your horns? He yells out something again in that language, and as he does, uh, he brandishes his axe into the air. And the tall one that's standing on the dirt, he pulls from his waist that sword. And it is a very, very long katana, black. Would you say a Masamune? I would say it's a little bit more like an Odachi. Ooh. (laughs) And he says, We will take your horses. And he charges. All right. Great. I love this. Let's uh, roll some initiative. I got a 16. I got an 18. Saul got a 13. I also got an 18. Okay. But Abby's dex is higher. Okay, here we go. Jill, you have the first action. So you can attack. Obviously, we're in attack mode. So you've got your bow drawn. You're probably going to attack. But I will remind you all, you're standing outside the gate of Nordentown. You failed to get anyone's attention before, but you might still want to keep that in mind going forward, right? So let us begin. I'm going to shoot that arrow I've been holding. Okay. Uh, Who are you aiming it at? The horse or creature that attacked the horse. horse. Okay, so you're shooting at the steed. Okay, go ahead. Rare it. It's a 15 altogether. Get it. Okay. Uh, that is a hit, so roll me some damage. That's a 3 plus 5, and then what do I get since Red put the spell on it? Oh, yeah, you get an extra plus 1. Yep. So 3 plus 5 plus 1, so that's 9 damage. You pull back your bow, you release your arrow. It sinks into the shoulder area of this thing, and you deal it non-damagio. Okay. Do you do anything else on your turn? I am still on the cart. Can I try to yell out again, or...? Yeah. Uh, I'll say you can do that as a bonus action. Okay, so you're you're going to do that like a performance check. That's a 19, and I'm going to yell out, Someone put down the bridge! Okay. You do that, and when you do, you hear someone call out back to you. Uh, Not like they're having a conversation, but you see someone, you just hear the sound of someone calling out, and you can see there's a figure up there, and you know they've definitely seen you. 
and you feel like if they've seen you now, they probably heard you. You know what I mean? All right. That is the end of your turn. Now it is Bill's turn. Bill, what do you do? So I have some questions. Um, okay. I've never played Paladin. Uh, Channel Divinity. How much do I have of that? Do I only have that? Can I only use that once per like day, round, what? I have two options for Channel Divinity. When you use your divinity, you choose which option to use. You must then finish a short or long rest to use it again. Ah, I've already used it. Yep, I just checked the box saying that you used it. Thank you. Okay. Okay, also, to let all my friends know, I have this thing that is called Order of Protection. Uh, Mm -hmm. As long as you're within 10 feet of me, you get plus two bonus to all saving throws. That's cool. Sweet. Yeah, that's dope. Um, basically, I guess what I'm going to do is I'm going... How far away is the main guy from me? Like 30 feet away. Oh, 30 feet away. Can I get to him to attack him? If your speed is 25, you can get within 5 feet of him. Sweet. Does that make sense? Yes. Makes perfect sense. That's math. Yeah. I suck at math. So what are you doing? Uh, I am, like, charging with my shield and my trident over my shield. So I have my shield in front of me, and I'm doing, I guess, can't really explain the walk, but you know what I'm talking about what the Romans did? Sure. Who are you going at? The very main dude that's right in front of me. Okay. Go ahead. I'm going to roll this dice right here. Let's see here. That was an 8. 8 plus 7, 15. You come stepping forward, and you jab your trident at him, and he brings that super long... Uh, katana that Odachi up and blocks the sharp point just out of the way of his flesh. Ah, dang it. And then he swings it down at you. Aha, okay, cool. In your direction. So he is going to roll. Okay, what, what is your AC? I uh, believe it's a 19. That is a hit. Just a hit. Barely. Great. Yeah, it was just, he, got a, he got a 20, a non-natural 20. So you are going to take some Dimaggio. Okay, cool. You take six damage. Oof. Actually pretty low for what I just rolled. You take six damage as he brings this thing slashing across you. Cool. Okay. Yeah, okay. sounds like fun. All right. I'm excited. That's the end of his turn. Yeah. Kill him dead. Now it is Phil's turn. Okay, so uh, the big dude, main guy, just hit my brother. Um, so I'm going to enter a rage. Hey, why don't you fight a real man? And all of a sudden, I want to run at him. Okay. Um, my green eyes flash, and then just go dark. Oh boy! Straight up black. Oh, Jeez. Okay. <laughs> I, right. I don't even know I'm here anymore. Um, Saul hides. Okay, Phil has gone into a blood rage. Yeah. So I pull my uh, battle axe off my back, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna swing at him. Okay, you're going at the the same one, the tall one. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's a nat 20. Oh, that is God. a natural 20. Yeah. Get <laughs> <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Okay. So. All right, let's see what happens. So you are swinging with your double-sided axe. So what does that axe look like for our listeners? It's just like you would imagine a normal axe, mm-hmm. except on the bottom where there would usually just be the handle, then it ends, mm-hmm. there's another axe. Uh, okay, so it's basically Darth yes. Maul's lightsaber, basically. but with axes. Yes, that's exactly okay. what it is. That's terrifying. So I roll four D6s. Gosh. Yeah. That's what you're rolling. So that's 17. Okay. I want him to be my friend forever. I'm confused. So this guy is, 
he's a barbarian, but he's double, you know, classing as a monk using <laughs> martial <laughs> art weapons. <laughs> uh, okay, what was the total on that damage again? Uh, seventeen. And then I'm gonna hit him again. Okay, uh, roll me another attack. Hmm. Is that a natural That's one? That's a nat one. <laughs> oh, 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 my god. Oh, my god. That is crazy. That is so funny. Okay, so you go up for the next one. He was really taken aback by the first hit. He brings his uh, Odachi up to block, and when he does, it connects right in the middle of where your axe is, and it actually breaks it in half. What? Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's- Sucks. And when that happens, one of the axe one of the axe pieces goes flying off, probably 15, 20 feet away from you, and hits the dirt. The other one you're still you're holding on to. That was an awesome axe for about three minutes. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you used it for three minutes. Congrats. Sorry. Paul's a jerk. I'll cry later. No, we do. What a jerk. <laughs> uh, that's just too good. Okay, so that is, I believe, your turn. Yeah, I'm done. Saul, it is now your turn. Saul was really excited about that awesome attack. Like, he's seen demons, like, go into a blood rage, usually by pouring blood over their bodies. Okay. And uh, the fact that this guy just could just snap into it without, you know, any provocation from Saul's point of view mm-hmm. uh, was amazing. Um, so he's going to, like, get a little bloodlust of his own, and he's going to run up there and try to help him. Okay. Um, he's going to whip out a certain dagger that is particularly beautiful shade of green to it mm-hmm. and uh, he's going to let the venom just course down the blade and he's going to run up and try to slam it under this guy's arm okay Oof, under his arm wait wait that's a 12 on the dice plus 7 it's a 19 to hit that is a hit yeah boys mm-hmm. so roll me the damage the damage is 1d4 plus 4 Soul fashion, you know, hardly any damage. Uh huh. It's a four on the dice, though, so eight. Okay. And then let's do his uh, poison. Um, the poison remains for one minute or until attack. The the creature must succeed on a DC 15 Constitution saving throw, or take 3d10 poison damage and become poisoned for one minute. Goodness. It's awesome. That is awesome. You bring your dagger up and you stab it in behind his ribs. And when you do, do you say anything? <laughs> uh, he wishes he had a cigar in his mouth, but he don't. Mm-hmm. So he will just grin wickedly. <laughs> He's going to whisper, for Loric. No. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, God rest his soul. God rest his Pay soul. Pay rest his soul. Um, he, just, he just says, I'll teach you to respect royalty. Okay, you drive your dagger up into the, the spot right behind his arm, and when you do, he lets out a grunt, and then you lean up and say that to him. And you see him sort of sniff. Oh, God. And then he licks his lips, and he says, Delicious. <laughs> what? <laughs> and that's all that happens. That's terrifying. That really weird. <laughs> he takes no poison damage. Oh. Oh, what a mm. jerk. Because he's immune. He's immune. <laughs> My beautiful poison dagger. Hey, it was your idea. I didn't encourage it. I know. Okay, so uh, you deal him that damage. I deal him that damage, and I see him smile, and I'm going to try to plunge it in him again. Oh, but you know what? You get some sneak attack damage on that. 
Yeah. Do I? Yeah, because uh, Phil or Bill is right up in his biz. Yeah, man. Oh, that's I'm right. right up in his business. Sneak attack damage. So I do an extra 3d6 damage. Okay. Roll me that 3d6. That's a five, a five, Good and Lord. a four. 14. Jeez. Dude. Wow. Wow. Saul wow. loving it. Wow. Saul finally dealing some damage. Okay. He jerks it out violently. Yeah, you definitely think that you you did some serious damage, even though your poison was a failure. So you want to do another attack, a bonus attack? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to slam it back in there. Okay. And that is a 11 on the dice, so a 18. Okay, that is a hit. 1d4 plus 4. You don't do plus 4 on the second one. Just one. Oh, just 1d4. sad. Well, it's only 2 damage. Okay. So that is the end of your turn, Saul. Uh, at this moment, as this is happening, you come up behind him, and you and him are in this sweet embrace. Uh, his puppy behind him is going to lunge forward, jumping and trying to snappy-snap at you with its mouth. That's not very nice. Paul, I'm going to do this right now. I'm going to use my protection okay. on him. That's a reaction? Yes, it is a reaction. I'm going to okay. grab him by the waist and put my shield in front of him Say protect the king and try to use <laughs> to use disadvantage. Yes, you have disadvantage on attack rolls. Wow, I rolled a five and a two. Uh, Those are really good. Saul smiles wickedly. Okay, so he misses uh, with his bitey bite attack, and since he missed with his bitey bite, now he's going to try and uh, he's going to try and spin around and smack you with his tail. Not very nice. Oh man, that is that is a two. I rolled a two, a two, and a five. I rolled two twos, two two. Doing great. Keep it up. Yeah, he does not hit you, uh, Saul. Unfortunately, he does not hit you. That's good. Protect the prince. As this is happening, the big dude with the red armor and the two colored eyes, he comes charging forward atop his beast. And he's going to try and sweep down with his great axe and attack you, Bill. All right. Look out, Bill. Sounds like fun. What's your AC? It is a 19. Man, that's a really good AC. So, the first one is a miss. Oof. He comes back around a second time. Oof. Roof. The second one is a hit. Dang it. He comes around with his great axe, swooping it down at you, and you're going to take some damage. Damage. Don Cornage. Don Cornage. Okay, so you take nine damage as this axe comes sweeping down. Uh, and just cuts across you. All right. As he does that, he brings it up and sniffs and licks the blood off of the axe. And then he raises it into the air and yells out something in that deep language again. And the two guys that are sort of back away from him, the two smaller guys that have been bringing up the rear this whole time, they come rushing forward. Hmm. This is going to get ugly. Yes, it is. One of them's going to charge at you, Phil. I don't like it. He does a poop roll with the first one. Yay! He's going to swing at you again. They're they're wielding spears, by the way. He misses. He rolled a two, and then he rolled a three. Yay, I was right. <laughs> okay, this die is going away and not coming out for, no, for the rest of the night. No, keep it. I was about to say, I'm right next to Phil as well. The, okay. But well, you, there's no you point. Don't need there it. was no point. Yeah. That's a reaction, right? Yeah, that's a reaction. Anytime. You only get one reaction per round. Oh, that's stupid. Well, not really. Yeah. It's It would be so, overpowered if it wasn't. It way. would, it would, it would. So this other one is going to rush forward, and he is going to try and get you, Saul. What's Tracy? Saul dodges. 
dodges hard. What's your AC? My AC is a 15. Okay. First one is a miss. Yeah, it is. The second one is not a miss. Oh, not very no. Nice. It's not too bad, though. Okay, you take four piercing damage as he just jabs it right into your chest. Saul's going to take his free hand and point it up at the guy. You idiot! And just have fire explode around his head and do a hellish rebuke. Okay, go ahead and roll me that. Oof. Sounds awesome. It is awesome. So I roll the 3d10 and you do the dexterity saving throw? Fail. He got an 11 total. He failed. Yeah! Saul's going to nuke his head. That's not amazing. That's a 5, a 3... And a... Oh, a 10. 18. Okay, so fire comes burning up out of you. But when it does, it feels very different. It's not that hellish sort of hot red fire that you're used to. That's cool. It's more of that bright orange burning radiant fire that you see when you summon it onto your rapier. I like it. I like it a lot. Does it kill him? It feels weird. It does not kill him, but it severely damages him. It catches him on fire, and he drives back, fleeing away from you, and he actually like falls off of his uh, his lizard steed, and some of that fire is like burning the steed, and they're both just kind of running around, slightly incapacitated at this current juncture. At this exact moment, Jill, what are you doing at this time? Just like prepping another attack, getting another arrow ready to go? Yes. I'm pulling out another arrow. You hear a shriek. You hear a shriek from up above you. You've already seen this thing try to sweep down at you once. And uh, this time, you look up at the sound of the shriek, and rather than uh, seeing something swoop down towards you, you see something different. You see glowing fire raining down from above towards you. What? What is that? Tracy? The 16. Okay, so the first one is a hit. Stop being mean to the newbie. Uh, the second one is not a hit. And the third one is a hit. So two of them hit you. So what you see is you hear a shriek, and then you look up and you notice as three of these balls of fire come flying down towards you. Only two of them land, but you're going to take 46 fire damage. Whew. Wow. Sorry. That's painful. <laughs> We need to get into the moat and swim. All right, you take 13 fire damage. As that is happening, you hear a second shriek. You look up to see a ball of electricity flying in your direction. What is this? Another hit. What the crap is this? Yeah, this ain't good. This is coming out of the sky? Yeah. And uh, for this one, you're actually going to take... Oh, gosh. Have you... Jill's going to die. Uh, I'm sorry. In the first episode, <laughs> Jill's going to die. This is going to be kind of rough. Okay, you take 23 lightning damage. What the crap? Ooh, holy crap. Oh my goodness. So what does that put you at right now? I'm at six. Oh, my God. Mm. Thanks, Paul. Rogues are squishy. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what goes right there. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Paul. <laughs> welcome to D and D, Abby. Yeah, uh, welcome. welcome. Welcome to, make to D and D. Sorry. Uh, so what happens is that fire comes down, and you notice it, but before you can really do anything, it just two of them strike into you, 
and you're trying to get out of the way and it's almost just boom boom and then boom this lightning spell comes flying down and it's this like gyrating ball of energy and as it strikes you your whole body is wrecked with electricity you drop your weapons you're on the cart so it's not like oh crap where'd my weapons go but you drop your weapons and you're just your body is racked with this electricity at this moment okay that's the end of the first round like, literally we just went through one round <laughs> you hear the shriek all of you and you hear you see the fire and you see the electricity and the lightning and you see it all just crash onto the cart and you don't see jill go go jelly go help your sister what are you doing here with me she's the only one with any brains out of you three go bill um, do you like turn to run in that direction yes Saul, you hear the clink and clang of some sort of mechanism come into action. And looking back, you can clearly see now that the big iron drawbridge is slowly lowering, opening the gate into Nordentown. Honestly, I think that's where we're going to have to wrap this episode. Oh my gosh. You're the worst. Good job. This is horrible. What a way. Wow. I quit. Welcome to Make Believe Heroes, guys. (laughs) Uh, Look, I thought, you know what? Jill's been like sitting up there, not getting hit at all. We'll just have these dudes target her. I did not really realize that a chromatic orbit second level did 48 damage. Don't take it back, Paul. You wanted to insta-kill her in her first session. <laughs> Look, her, don't uh, like me. Her HP was high enough. It wasn't going to insta-kill her, but I, I wouldn't. I would not have been unhappy if she had been dropped to zero, but she was not. She has survived for a moment more. But that is where we're going to end this episode. Wow. Uh, welcome to Season 3. Dropping right into the action. I am Paul. I am your Dungeon Master for this podcast, this 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons Adventure, Make Believe Heroes, and tonight in the first of many episodes for Season 3, I'm joined, as usual, by one friend of mine. Hey guys, it's Jeremy. I play Sutsaurus, Prince of the Nine Hills, better known as Saul. And as we begin Saul's journey toward Fallen Grove, we are introduced to three new characters, so let's go out from my left. I'm Zach, and I play Phil, the Dwarf Barbarian. I'm Red. I play Bill, the halfling paladin. PBJ. Yay. Hi, I'm Abby, and I play Jill, the halfling rogue. For now. (laughs) 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 That's right. We are back in the saddle again for season three. You can expect weekly episodes, be back on track. I'd like to say thank you to all of our fans who have stuck with us through this break that we had. It really gave us the time that we needed to get that buffer built up to get some editing done in advance. Sort of take all the stress off of making sure that we have an episode out every week. So hopefully we'll be rolling forward from now until the end of Season 3 without any breaks. So that will be awesome. Thank you so much for tuning in. And listen, if you are listening and you have been just suffering through a drought of episodes over the last month and a half or so, then you know what you should do? You should go now to patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes. We've been putting out content on Patreon to all of our patrons that are on there that support us every month. Man, it has been awesome what we've been able to accomplish so far. We've already got a couple of things out for uh, Behind the Scenes, Monumia Unwrapped. Uh, we've gotten bonus episodes out, which our regular listeners have gotten a chance to listen now to those Forced Tim and Picnic episodes that we recorded, but we're actually putting out more episodes in July and then more in August. and September. You're going to get all kinds of new games 
games such as MBH Kids, games such as other RPGs that we have yet to experience. We're working on doing a cool Pokemon RPG one-shot. Uh, we've just got lots of things in the works, and if you want to get in on that, you need to check it out on Patreon.com. Also, live Q&As every month, and cool physical rewards. And one more thing, we did our first ever Make Believe Champions tier one-shot, which we recorded with two amazing fans. And uh, once we get that edited and get it ready to release, we're going to put it out as a bonus episode on Patreon for everyone to hear. And then eventually we'll probably put it out for everyone else as well so that you can all hear how much of a great time we had playing with those two. And I also think that you'll be interested to see what happens in that because it is, in fact, canonical. So all of that can be found at Patreon.com. If you're thinking about supporting us, then you should definitely go check it out. I think we've got a lot of cool things to offer. And I just want to say thanks to all of our patrons who support us, such as our two make-believe champions that played D&D with us in that one shot, Bree and Mike Graber. Thank you guys so much for being a patron. You have made all this possible, and we are so humbled and thankful that you would support us. So check us out at Patreon.com. And of course, if you'd like to check out some of the awesome sound effects that we've used in this and many of our other episodes, go check them out at BattleBards.com using the code MBHPODCAST to get 25% off of a BattleBards Prime subscription. Tune in next week to find out if Jill is going to survive. Thanks for listening. We love you. We love you. But we don't love Paul. Goodbye. Bye. It's not great to be back. (laughs) 